Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. We're in a fierce battle. Not right versus left. Not communist versus free. But a fight over what reality is. Is it actual reality? Or the reality that our intelligence agencies are increasingly using social media? Google to create, to generate on an astonishing level. By now, anybody who gets real news knows that Russia collusion was a hoax. Never happened. It was cooked up by Hillary Clinton's campaign and pushed by the FBI and to some extent the CIA. It was a total lie. There were never connections between Trump and Russia. But what about Russian election interference? Remember how it dominated the news? There were entire weeks newsbusters would watch CNN. 60% of their coverage was interference in our democracy, meddling, disinformation by the Russians. We were the victim of a constant, ongoing attempted coup, information warfare by Vladimir Putin and his so-called army of Russian bots spread out everywhere from Google to Twitter. It was all a lie, totally faked by our intel agencies. And we learned it for certain this weekend with the release of Twitter Files 15, which shows the unprecedented mind games the intelligence community is playing on the American people. Our intel agencies aren't just lying to benefit the Democrat Party and its electoral chances. They've gone so much further than that. They're creating, generating entire fake realities. With former heads of the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security fanning out after they leave the agencies, along with other agents to help build those realities. They're still fake. There was no Russian disinformation. There were no Russian bots attempting to influence our elections. The only coup came not from Vladimir Putin, but from our intelligence agencies themselves who use Russia as a convenient scapegoat. No wonder Russia is so terrified of us. And we learned how they did it, and how they did it is astonishing, in Twitter Files 15. You probably remember all the stories on Russian influence on everything. And if anything the Democrats did went wrong and there was criticism of it online, that was Vladimir Putin, or so we were told. What it actually was was something called Hamilton 68, a computerized dashboard that was used to generate most of the, it turns out, fake Russian bot Russian influence stories. It was designed 
to be used by reporters and academics to measure Russian disinformation across a variety of subjects. You could go and look and see how many Russian bots there were and how active they were, how many fake accounts. They were monitoring them, they claimed. They weren't. They made the whole thing up. Who? Well, here's who was behind Hamilton 68. Counterterrorism expert Clint Watts, a former FBI agent. The former acting CIA director Michael Morell. And former NSA chief Michael Chertoff. Oh, and one time Hillary Clinton campaign finance chairman John Podesta. Yep, wherever you find these intel community slimes, you'll inevitably find Hillary controlling the narrative. Hamilton 68 was a dashboard where you could go in and put just about any news subject in. Brett Kavanaugh, support for him. Devin Nunes's memo uh, that painted a really negative picture, an accurate one, it turns out, of our intel agencies. The Parkland shooting, manipulation of black voters not to vote for Democrats, attacks on the Mueller investigation, just a small sample of the things we were told the Russians were trying to influence. So what Hamilton 68 did, this dashboard was, um, it monitored what it said was a secret list of Russian bot accounts. And it would look at what these bot accounts were trying to influence and then report for the media on the dashboard how high the Russian influence level was around a particular subject. It was a ready-made generator of fake news. So bad that even Snopes and PolitiFact used it to correct people that it turns out were wrong. Hamilton 68 naturally refused to disclose the identity of the 644 bots it was monitoring. But Twitter's Yoel Roth called the whole effort bullshit. How do we know it? Because those bot accounts, so-called bot accounts, they were all Twitter accounts. And so Yoel Roth, being a good liberal uh, and anti-Russian and all of that stuff, uh, decided he'd go and check the accounts out. Because he wanted to get in front of it to wipe the Russian bots off Twitter. Remember, in previous Battlegrounds, I've talked about previous Twitter releases from Elon Musk. This has been hinted about through all of them, that the, that the government is demanding they shut down Russian bots and find them, and that Twitter can't find any. They can't find any Russian influence operations. And yet, the Twitter executives had growing frustration that they kept reading about in our mainstream media how there were all these influence operations going on across social media and on Twitter, yet they couldn't find any because there weren't any. So a debate began inside Twitter among its liberal executives under Jack Dorsey. This is before Elon Musk took over about what to do about Russian bots. And come to find out, they weren't Russian bots at all. In fact, of the 644 accounts, just 36 were registered in Russia. The rest were U.S. citizens, almost all of them right-wingers. And of the 36 accounts out of the 644 that were registered in Russia... Almost all of them were associated with RT, the Times of Russia. Not exactly a secret operation. You could go on their website and read what they're saying. Read their articles. That's hardly a secret disinformation campaign. So inside Twitter, a debate began. Should they bust Hamilton 68? Yoel Roth was afraid this could come back on Twitter because enraged liberals might get angry at Twitter for leaving the so-called Russian bots on their site when there were no Russian bots. Yoel Roth at one point wrote in an email about Hamilton 68, quote, I think we need to just call this out 
as the bullshit it is. Falsely accuses a bunch of legitimate right-leaning accounts of being Russian bots. So the whole time we're told that Russia is manipulating us, disinforming, trying to influence our elections and steal our democracy. There were no Russians, just right-wingers, mostly criticizing Democrats. And an intel uh, onslaught designed to head off any criticism of Democrats as Russian. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But it was so much worse than that. Because we now know that the FBI from previous Twitter files has seized control across 15 platforms. Censors you and me every day. Not on Twitter anymore, but on the other 14, including Google. And how did they get that power? Lies. Lies about Russian bots and Russian disinformation. Yol Roth, again, Yol Roth is so much of a liberal, he quit in protest when Elon Musk took over. This is who you're dealing with. Roth wrote in his emails that the accounts that Hamilton 68 was using to lie to the media. Remember, Hamilton 68 is led by a former NSA chief, a former CIA chief, and an FBI guy. Okay, so this is what they do. They disperse. Um, when, when you leave their agency, you go to work generating the false narratives, the false coups, the false reordering of reality. So Yoel Roth writes that these so-called bot accounts that Hamilton 68 was using in their dashboard were, quote, neither strongly Russian nor strongly bots. They were legitimate people. Virtually any conclusion drawn from it, talking about the wild allegations that Hamilton 68's dashboard made that were reported and regurgitated every day as news, virtually any con- conclusion drawn from it, from Hamilton 68's dashboard, will take conversations in conservative circles on Twitter and accuse them of being Russian. In substance, this is a nothing burger. It's just a problem of journalists continuing to lean on deeply flawed tools pushed by people looking to capitalize on the bot media frenzy. Again, who were those people? Our intel agency heads. And what would they use? The Russian bot frenzy that they faked to do? Why seize the power to censor you and me through two elections in which they virtually controlled, we now know, from the Twitter files, all the debate on Twitter and likely on the other 14 platforms as well, with the almost total absolute authority to censor. The UK Daily Mail nails what they did this morning. They write, in the US, the intelligence community concocted tall tales of foreign directed cells to justify their efforts to monitor and censor Americans, accusing average Americans of being Russian bots. The blossoming Hamilton 68 scandal is clearly part of this effort in which a third party cutout was used by the intelligence community to justify silencing dissent. The silence only went one way conservative, freedom-oriented, anti-government Americans. In other words, the half the country that opposes the Democrats. What's so terrifying here, as you can see in the UK Daily Mail's reporting this weekend, is that there's nowhere to run. 
because this is a worldwide operation. I don't know who's coordinating it, but the same thing is going on overseas. The same thing is being done to ordinary UK citizens. In the UK, it's the military that's expanding domestic surveillance on politicians, journalists, ordinary UK citizens using their military psyops brigade. In this particular case, and this was done to us as well too, a quote, shadowy army unit secretly spied on British citizens who criticized the government's COVID lockdown policies, creating and collecting dossiers on such public figures as ex-minister David Davis, who made the mistake of questioning the modeling behind alarming death toll predictions. Turns out Davis, by the way, was right. That's why he was censored. They wanted people to think this was much more dangerous than it was. And they say in the UK, the excuse used by the intel agencies is Chinese cyber operations, that they need to spy on citizens who might be um, spreading disinformation from China. So the same model is being used across the Western world to squelch dissent. The problem is that everywhere except Twitter, this infrastructure remains in place, ready, prepared for the next narrative, the next big lie. I'm afraid that's going to be the Russia World War III narrative. And here's how it goes. Russia's losing. They're so weak. They're no danger to us. Why, we can totally start a ground war with them and we'll finish them off quickly, said the same people who brought you 19 years of war in Afghanistan. Check the Wikipedia entry on what it says on who won that. It wasn't us. It was the Taliban. We couldn't defeat them in 19 years and they barely had any missiles, much less nukes. Russia is not being crushed in Ukraine. Not even close. That probably sounds nuts to you, given the news reports you've read. But at the height of COVID, in the beginning, when everyone was terrified, if I told you 90% of the deaths were fake, the reasoning behind the lockdowns had been faked, oh, and that the intelligence community was censoring anyone across 15 platforms that questioned it, would you have believed me? No, because it's what's going on right now. And folks... They're going to spin the next narrative in the next. I'm just waiting to see what the 2024 election narrative is going to be. Never mind, by the way, that all this is an illegal violation of the First Amendment, which no one seems too eager to point out or do anything about beyond having some hearings that the Republicans can fundraise off. Oh, even worse, and we'll get into this later in the week, the U.N. now has an initiative they've begun. They want to take the censorship to a worldwide level with the U.N. coordinating it all. It shouldn't be too hard. These operations are already firmly entrenched and clearly in place across the Western world. All that needs to be done is for them to be unified at an international level. Or maybe they already are. We just haven't discovered it yet. Whatever the case, the whole story is terrifying. When you remember that on Twitter alone, according to Elon Musk's previous releases, tens of millions of individual comments, posts, and tweets were censored, along with hundreds of thousands of accounts wiped away, deleted, removed forever, shadow banned, or blocked, including no less than Kaylee McEnany's when she was a spokesperson for President Trump and President Trump itself, himself. All, it turns out, based on Russian activity that was almost entirely fake. Faked by who? Are the very people who won the right to censor you. The FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the Department of Homeland Security. Folks, we are this close 
to losing our freedoms. Someone has to step up here. We don't have four more years to wait. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.